Welcome to Shovel Talk, a podcast for economic developers. From your friends at the Golden Shovel Agency. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Shovel Talk. I am Darren Varley, VP of Client Retention and Creative Services here at Golden Shovel. And I am super excited for this podcast for two reasons. One, we have a special guest host. We have Aaron Broussois, CEO here at Golden Shovel. Many of you out there, I'm sure, know him. He is one of the founding fathers of our agency. And also, he is interviewing Catherine George, economic development organizer at the North River Commission in Chicago, specifically the Albany Park area. Aaron, take it away. Really excited to introduce to all of you Catherine George. Uh, she's a economic development professional in North River Commission in Chicago. And welcome to the Shovel Talk. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I think a nice way to start off, Catherine, maybe you could tell us just a little bit about the North River Commission and, and the region you represent. Yeah, of course. Um, so North River Commission has been around for about 60 years. We had our 60th anniversary last year, um, serving the northwest side of Chicago in community and economic development. Uh, we've grown a lot just since I started, which was January of 2022. So we started off with about seven people last year, and we're up to 15. So we're doing a lot more work now in a lot of different areas. I work in economic development. Uh, we're a small team of three, but now we work in health equity, in housing, um, education. We run after-school programs in four local schools and are looking to expand and open spaces and arts and culture. So it's a, a lot of fingers and a lot of pies, but I think anybody in economic development knows that everything intersects. Um, it all contributes to each other. Um, when you think of something like public art, you don't tend to think about, you know, an increased perception of safety in the neighborhood, but that's often a, a common side effect. So all of these things really work together. Um, and it's it's really interesting seeing how things connect in ways that we don't really consider at the beginning. Um, so we, yeah, we do a lot. We're very, very busy. We also manage the special service area in Albany Park, which is a taxing district essentially. So the businesses in our business corridors get taxed at a slightly higher rate and that money gets collected and given to a service agency, which is North River Commission for our SSA. Um, and then we spend those funds back in the community in a variety of ways to build a sense of place, community, pride, all of those things. So we have several programs that we run um, geared towards public beautification, safety, customer attraction, all those kinds of things. Well, that's wonderful. And I know that you guys have, a, those, especially like you mentioned, the arts, you have a lot of cultural initiatives that I'm, and I'm interested to talk to you about those. But your story definitely caught our eye because if I understand, one of the things you did was you were in the Peace Corps in the Dominican Republic. And I'm curious about that and how it affects your economic development uh, perspectives. But uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you did down there and your experience as a economic development volunteer with the Peace Corps? Yeah, so uh, I joined the Peace Corps in 2019. Um, so got in country March of 2019 as a community development, community economic development volunteer. CED is what our, our cohort was called. And we were assigned to different, you know, cities all across the country, just like all the other kinds of volunteers. Um, and we were actually the first cohort of economic development to get put in local high schools to teach, which was surprising to a lot of us. Uh, cool. Definitely an unexpected challenge, but that's Peace Corps. It's all about unexpected challenges. So we all taught entrepreneurship in our local high schools, which was very fun. I'd Not something I 
expected to enjoy it, but really had a fun time. Uh, I feel like I got very lucky with my school and my students. They were very excited to work with me, super eager to learn. So we had a lot of fun and we got to do a Construyo Tus Sueños, which means uh, like build your dreams was our entrepreneurship course. And it ended with a conference, a youth conference, uh, where students came from all across the region, presented their business plans that they worked on. Um, and it was a competition to win seed money to start their business, which was wow. super fun. Yeah, it was amazing to be a part of. Um, I brought 10 students and they were, it was beautiful. It was just such a fun experience. But we were also assigned to work with different community groups. So for me, I was assigned to a women's organization and a radio station. So they were connected, which was very fun. Didn't expect expect to work in a radio station when I signed up for the Peace Corps. Um, <laughs> but the women's group was amazing to be a part of. I got to travel within my region to all of these little towns and teach classes on savings or savings groups. A lot of communities don't have access to credit, so they would build their own um, savings groups. And if something happened to a community member and they needed help paying for a hospital bill or a funeral, they had this fund that they had all contributed to throughout the year to draw from. Um, So it was really, really cool seeing those get set up all over the place and just talking to women all across the region and hearing their stories. It was, yeah, it was an amazing experience. And then I also worked with uh, the International Rotary Club. They had a project that had been established before I got there um, that I just kind of helped move forward a little bit, a garden, a greenhouse garden project. So they were planning on building 60 greenhouses across the region in 10 low-income communities to increase access to healthy foods and to give families another um, avenue for income so they could take the vegetables that they grow in these gardens, sell them in the local markets, um, and just increase all around their uh, economic stability. So that was really fun. There had been a pilot project built before I got there. So I got to travel to that community and interview everybody that had gardens built and ask, you know, how the the process went for them, what they wanted to do going forward, if they were interested in more uh, agricultural education and things like that. So that one was really fun. That was with the International Rotary Club um, out of Washington State, Mm. the Rotary Club out of Washington State funded through the International Rotary Club. Uh, And they were actually scheduled to come for a visit April of 2020. And unfortunately, we got the call in March of 2020 that there was going to be a global evacuation of all Peace Corps volunteers. So we had about two days uh, to pack up and uh, leave the country. So I didn't get to complete my two-year service, unfortunately. I, yeah, it's, it was uh, devastating in uh, many, many ways. Um, but the experience I had there was, was really wonderful. And I learned, I learned so much. I learned so much in Peace Corps. Yeah. Wow. I bet. Um, did you get to choose Dominican Republic? Was that something that you were looking at or was that you were placed there by the? Peace I was placed. Yeah. You can now uh, request service in particular countries and particular jobs, but I applied for uh, do anything, send me anywhere except for education. So it's kind of ironic. I ended up in a school anyway. Right. Right. It was interesting that you were doing entrepreneurial classes, particularly in a high school. That sounds like a really great opportunity for the students of the Dominican Republic. Now that you're an economic developer in Chicago and, uh, the Northwest Commission. How, how did your experience in the, the Peace Corps and the Dominican Republic and all of that apply to what you're doing now? 
Yeah. Well, so in the DR, I learned how to speak Spanish. <laughs> um, so uh, Albany Park is actually one of the most diverse neighborhoods in America. And definitely in Chicago, we were traditionally uh, or historically, I'll say, a port of entry for immigrants into the city. And so we started out as a big Jewish community, kind of shifted over time, became minority Korean community. And right now we're at a majority Latinx community. So more, there's actually more people in Albany Park that speak Spanish than English as a first language. And I believe in our education department, in all of the schools that we service, there are over 60 languages spoken at home as a first language. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild for sure. But that's something that we are so proud about and something that we try to to maintain and nurture is our diversity in Albany Park. But in terms of like lessons learned in the Peace Corps, I think one of the big ones, which isn't very glamorous, is just to shut up and listen. Honestly, it's uh, <laughs> when you arrive at the Peace Corps, there's a little bit of like, you don't, you can't quite communicate as well as you would like anyway. Um, so you're doing a lot more listening than maybe you normally would. But honestly, like the thing I learned, I guess the biggest lesson I learned in the Peace Corps is that I'm not there to solve a problem, right? I'm not there to fix something or even to like find solutions to to issues. I was a resource. So I can, you know, navigate the internet really well. So if somebody had a question and didn't know how to find the answer, like that's something that I could help with. And so now in my current job, I think of myself as well as like, I'm just a resource to our small businesses, to our community members. You know, I have a history of being able to to problem solve in creative ways, which is great, but really like I'm not there to, to fix people's businesses or to, to make them run smoother or anything like that. I'm just a resource that they can use if they have um, questions and things that they want to improve upon or grow. I can track down. I always say, well, if you have a question, I'll find you the answer. I don't know how long it'll take, but we'll get there. <laughs> That's great. It's uh, interesting to hear about that kind of diversity in one community, in one region. I can't imagine uh, just how exciting it must be, especially with, there must be lots of festivals and lots of different types of events going on and, and so much to choose from as far as variety of, of whether it's cuisines or uh, people to meet. Some of the best places in the world are the ones where all those cultures come together and they create yeah. something that's unique and to themselves. And and uh, sounds like that's exactly what you've got up in uh, Northwest Chicago. Yeah, it's definitely something that we try to foster uh, and nurture. Like I said, we have a ton of restaurants. We have a ton of restaurants uh, with international cuisine. So we actually, one of our biggest events of the year is Flavors of Albany Park. It's actually Chicago's biggest single day restaurant crawl, which we're extremely proud about. Uh, really? In the whole metro? Yeah, in the whole city. Wow. The biggest single day crawl. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, we have over 80 businesses participating. So there's they represent dozens of international cuisines. So people can choose their routes um, along our commercial corridors for which um, street they want to walk down. And each route has uh, between 15 and 18 businesses participating, giving out samples of, you know, their most authentic dish or their most popular dish. And people always underestimate how much they can eat <laughs> for sure. Wow, I bet. That sounds Fantastic. And I saw on the website, and their website is northrivercommission.org, that there was a, uh, a kind of teaser video about that. There was like a whole bunch of different uh, videos of the different types of cuisines, and it looks like it was an absolute blast. 
Yeah, it is. It's a good time. Lots of kid-friendly, dog-friendly, lots of people walking around in the district. And uh, I, the one thing I love about Flavor is, is that you actually are going into the businesses. Um, you're meeting the business owners. Um, you know, these are your neighbors and they're making their living right there in your community. And you get to actually talk to them and meet them and have their food. And um, I think that that gets lost when you get, you know, the street festivals where the businesses come out to a tent or something like that. And those are fun, but I just think Flavors of Albany Park is special for that reason. That's really cool. Have you uh, been surprised by something that you ate or you're just like, yeah, this is incredible. (laughs) This is delicious. Um, I'm actually very lucky. I get to work in Albany Park. So I have tried so many different kinds of food and they're always, I mean, it's always so good. (laughs) It's always delicious. No matter matter what it is. I guess a, a tongue taco is probably something I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I did. But um, yeah, they're pretty tasty. Yeah, tongue taco. All right. I'll put that off for the audience to try a tongue taco when you get a chance. <laughs> That's great. Um, one thing else about you that I, that I thought was interesting is that I understand along with your uh, economics degree, you have a biology degree. And I was curious, does that affect your perspective of economic development? Is there something you can take from that that you bring to uh, this particular education? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got that question a lot in college was, oh, how do those things connect? And um, I think they connect, honestly, very intricately. I don't think that you can have a healthy economy without having a healthy environment and vice versa. So it's really interesting for me. I think I have a a unique perspective when it comes to programs and priorities and things in, in economic development. So um, I always try to to focus on sustainability and making our programs more sustainable in the long run. As the SSA manager, I get uh, a little bit more, not control, but say in the kind of programs that we get to pursue. So uh, one of the new ones that we're actually launching this month is um, a composting program. We're partnering with uh, WasteNot Compost to start a small business composting program in Albany Park. So WasteNot is going to be giving all of our businesses uh, a discount. And then any business within the SSA is going to get an additional SSA subsidy. So we're almost halving the cost of composting for small businesses. And I think that it serves it serves the, the greater environment being more environmentally friendly and sustainable for sure. But um, I mean, studies have shown that businesses that are making efforts to be greener or making efforts to um, really stand for a cause Uh, do better with their customers, especially younger customers, 18 to 35. So customers are really want to see businesses taking these kinds of strides uh, and want to support those businesses. So we think it's going to have a really big impact in terms of uh, customer attraction and retention as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's exciting. And right now, especially across the country with economic development, I mean, it, uh, it all started with business attraction and then suddenly the focus was workforce attraction and getting um, people to come and move to the region. And now it's the business retention is just as important. Yeah, I can see those priorities being placed on, well, being on the people that are moving the family, especially like you said, the younger families and the younger professionals, uh, they're looking for those types of environments. They want diversity and they want, you know, a clean environment and things to be green. And it sounds like you guys are focusing right in on and where it needs to be to be able to make the best place possible. Oh. Speaking of the best place possible, can you tell me about this program called The Power of welcome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, that's another program that we have uh, that we're just starting this year to kind of showcase the diversity of Albany Park. Um, so the SSA is giving free door decals to any business in the SSA that wants them. 
and they say welcome in English, and then they say welcome in a second language of that business owner's choosing. So it can be um, Spanish. We obviously have a ton of Spanish businesses, um, but it can be, you know, Ukrainian or Polish or Russian. We've got um, Arabic and Persian. We have actually a fair amount of Arabic and Persian restaurants in our area. And just the idea is to show, you know, there's all kinds of people that live in Albany Park, that work in Albany Park, um, and we just want to celebrate it and celebrate our business owners and their stories. So um, anybody that wants them is uh, is getting a free sticker. And the colors, I'll say a little proud of this one, the colors will match our streetscape elements because we have a color palette for the SSA to kind of keep it vibrant and fun. Very active colors, orange, red, green. Um, light blue. So the colors will match the streetscape amenities so that hopefully it looks like you you can kind of see the community. You can see that something is happening here or activation is happening here and that the community is really unified in some way, for sure. Huh. Well, um, tell me a little more about that. What's What have you done on the streetscaping side to brighten up the community? Yeah, so that's part of our um, SSA programs is streetscape elements and beautification. So uh, bike parking, um, benches and trash cans. Trash cans is a big one. We actually also hire uh, litter pickup services through Clean Slate Chicago, which is a really great program. They hire people coming out of the criminal justice system or people that have big gaps in their work or people that have never worked before to service the streets and then use that as a stepping stone to move on to something else. So really love Clean Slate. Shout out to them. Um, but yeah, litter pickup is a big one. Snow removal in the wintertime is another big one. The street banners uh, add a lot of color and pop. Um, they line all of our corridors to say Albany Park in Albany Park and Irving Park in Irving Park. And yes, planters. Oh gosh, yeah, we have so many planters out on the streets. So we get spring plantings, winter plantings. Um, they're all painted again with all of these different colors to to bring it all together and make it make it really fun. So wow, that's uh, that sounds wonderful. And it sounds like just the color palette you described that it represents a lot of the different cultures. Also, the, in that sense. So how has the economic development impact been with all of these uh, programs? You're you're hitting some really interesting areas, welcoming people to the community, um, bringing ways to share the cuisines and introduce people to the cultures that are all just there in the same community together, which is fantastic. And then the the environmental piece and the composting. What's been the response from from an economic, maybe a business attraction perspective or a workforce attraction perspective or... Well, I mean, for sure, people are um, reaching out and saying that they, you know, they see what we're doing in the street and they love it, which is super validating. I'll say with the the Albany Park Chamber of Commerce, which is our kind of economic development arm, we've had a lot more uh, businesses, business members this year, a lot more people showing up to our networking events. So it really does feel like we're engaging the community in a meaningful meaningful way, getting more and more people to come out, to come to our, our workshops and our webinars. We get people referred to us quite a bit, actually. Uh, We're one of the few chambers that um, offer all of our services in Spanish as well. So we'll get people from all over the city referred to us that need help with licensing or permitting or things like that. We're actually going to be doing our first Spanish-only networking event this month. We got a lot of feedback because all of our networking events have presentation aspects to them. Um, so we got some feedback after the last one that uh, people would like a Spanish one. So we're going to be giving that a shot and uh, hopefully people will respond well to that as well. But in terms of like the community, there's definitely, it feels like 
we're, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic. It feels like people are kind of itching to get out there and participate and contribute to the communities more, you know, getting those uh, block clubs up and running again, the community civic groups up and running again. Um, it seems like a lot of that is happening. Um, and I'm sure that's happening everywhere, but I, we can definitely feel it in Albany Park. That's just, that's fantastic. So a lot of uh, the listeners to the Shovel Talk podcast are economic development professionals and industry-related professionals. And if they were interested in getting more information about some of these programs or what you guys are doing up in Albany Park, where can they go? Do you just recommend them going to the website? Or you definitely there... go to our website. Our website has a ton of information. <laughs> they can also follow us on social media. We have at North River Commission and at Albany Park Chamber. The Albany Park Chamber is geared more towards uh, the businesses. So that's where we share things like our workshops and webinars and some of our new programs. But it's also where we shout out some of our local businesses. Uh, we do chamber member shout outs. We'll do ribbon cuttings for new businesses. We'll share reels for them. We're really trying to increase the digital literacy of our neighborhood. So we're actually about to start a three-month in-person workshop series for how to use Meta, Canva, and Instagram. So really trying to sell that the self-promotion to our businesses because we try to promote them. We do. We do promote them a lot on our social media, and we want to teach them how to be able to you know, grab a post that we take, share it how to make their own reels, all of that stuff. So uh, social media is a big one. We we have a pretty big presence and um, it's only getting bigger. <laughs> I bet. I bet it has been working really well for keeping the community connected. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's grown. It's grown a lot in the last couple of years. I think two years ago when one of my coworkers started, we really didn't have a social media presence. And just between last year when I started and, and uh, at the end of last year, we had a 317% increase in social media reach, which is pretty, nice. pretty substantial. Um, so yeah, people, people are engaged and we will be working on getting our businesses more connected as well so that um, the community can connect with them. That's really, really cool. Well, I'll just uh, say once again, the website to get more information is uh, northrivercommission.org. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we get into the Shovel Talk game? Oh, the game. Uh, I guess I'll just shout out Lachams, which is our summer outdoor concert series that we do um, every summer in Albany Park. It's Thursday nights, every other Thursday night in the summer. And it's just designed to give families a special thing to do, you know, when their kids are cooped up all day, not going to school. Uh, it's always free. And uh, we try to get bands that reflect the diversity of Albany Park. So we have a very fun lineup this summer. Um, and everybody is welcome. That sounds absolutely fantastic. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing about uh, your community and about those programs. Um, I think they'll be inspiring to other communities out there too. So next... The Shovel Talk game is a quick question and answer uh, getting to know you session. And so I'm going to ask you a variety of questions. There's 10 of them, and you can answer them as fast as you uh, uh, possibly can, all right? Okay. All right, let's go. All right, what is the worst hairstyle ever? A mullet. What is the best song of all time? Oh, my God. American Pie. Good choice. Uh, what is your favorite vacation destination? Ooh, that's so hard. Iceland. Nice. Or the Dominican Republic. Or the Dominican Republic, yes. What is the book that you're reading right now? Uh, Devil in the White City. 
what is uh, something you wish you had never worn? Oh, that that one pair of too high heels. <laughs> On cobblestones, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, what is the weirdest food you have ever ate? Ooh, the weirdest food. Fermented shark. Yeah. Who's your favorite role model? Oh, my dad. And what is your funniest nickname? Uh, cat. Very good. Are you a cat person? Do you have lots of cats? I am. My cat is actually named Mouse. So together, <laughs> cat Mouse. That's funny. The first cat I ever had growing up was named Mouse. So I guess oh, cute. We have that in common. Okay, I'm, I'm straying from the speed of this game. If you were a superhero, who would you be and why? Wonder Woman, because she can take care of her dang self. Yeah, no doubt. And she has an invisible jet. Oh, okay. true. And last, last, lastly, what would you like to be remembered for? Oh, I would like to be remembered for trying to contribute to a more sustainable future. Having contributed to a... Having, yes, remembered for contributing to a more sustainable future. <laughs> Thank you for playing our game. It turns out you passed. You got all the answers correct. So that's Thank fantastic. You. Catherine, what a pleasure to uh, have an opportunity to have you on our podcast. And uh, thank you for joining us today. And, thank you. Uh, I feel so lucky I got interviewed by the CEO. Yes, you're very fortunate to have me as a guest host. So um, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. So check out the northrivercommission.org and you can always go to goldenshovelagency.com to get information about uh, all things economic development. And please check out our resource library. We have tons and tons of resources there for uh, supporting economic developers. And lastly, Catherine, I appreciate it and thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for that. Golden Shovel is growing. We have recently added Brady Moeller as marketing coordinator, and we've also added two business development representatives, Jeff Klaubert and Dan Armitage, as well as a couple copywriters working with our wonderful clients, Joseph Weidenhofer and Sabrina Williamson. Golden Shovel Social Media, please like us on Facebook at Shovel Toss. Follow us on Twitter at Gold Shovel. Follow us on LinkedIn at Golden Shovel and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Golden Shovel Agency. And lastly, I do want to remind everybody about our resource learning center on the goldenshovelagency.com website. We put a lot of time and effort into this. We have downloadable eBooks. We have our podcast. If you want to go check out previous episodes of Shovel Talk, you can check them out there. Webinars, you can check out what's upcoming and also listen to any of our previous webinars and also check out our events calendar, see where we're going to be headed to as far as conferences go and then other great events that we are either promoting or having internally. So our resource learning center, we love it and we'd love for you to check it out. Thanks again for checking out our podcast, Shovel Talk, and we're going to be back soon with a new episode. 